Oh my god, he did what? Yeah, he sucks. But he's so hot. This is Hot and Horrible. Hi, friends and lovers. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Did you have a good week, Andre? I had such a great week. I just got back from Kentucky. You know, cabin in the woods kind of feel. It was that, great. That sounds so nice. I could use a cabin in the woods. We should get you a cabin. I want to go to the beach. The water is very healing for me. Which beach do you want to go to? I wouldn't be picky in this moment, I don't think. Okay, so we're going to Florida <laughs> next weekend? Ew, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, sounds That's like the you're only picky. place. Okay. Percy Priest. No. <laughs> I don't want Percy either. Okay. Um, I went to South by Southwest in Texas. That's right. Did you meet anybody cool? Um, I met a Nazi hunter. <laughs> what does he do? He hunts Nazis. He's a former vet. And he goes and infiltrates white supremacist groups and gathers intel and information about them and then reports them to the FBI. And he's very cool. That's he's awesome. Doing good work. Yeah. But South by Southwest was amazing. There were so many interesting people there. I was honored to represent everybody versus racism. I did not get enough sleep, but that's okay because I had fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the biggest highlight? Okay, this is a funny story. I don't know if this is the biggest highlight, but when I was there, one of the people I went to college with lives in Austin, Texas, mm -hmm. and he was really good friends with my boyfriend at the time, but would still always hit on me. And this man, like, currently basically has a vacation home in my DMs, and he he commented on my Instagram story of me there and yeah. was like, oh, we should hang out. I was like, yeah, like, come out. So he came out with us one night. We all went out to Soho House. He was, like, buying me drinks all night, and then at the end of the night, it was, like, 4 a.m., he and our other friend left my apartment, and then he called me, like, a minute later, and I was, like, I feel like I know what this is about, but maybe he left something in the apartment, like, I was giving him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, so I answered, it's 4 a.m., mind you, I have to be up in, like, a couple hours, and he was, like, I was like, hey, did you leave something in the apartment? He was like, no, I just want to say goodbye to you properly. Damn, I was like, love. I think the hug was enough. Thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> but That's yeah, good. that was just a funny little anecdote. Bringing it back to anecdotes. Bringing it back, always. Welcome back, friends and lovers. Well, we have a special guest in the yes. studio today. We have Rachel Rock Savage. Hello. Rachel is uh, an amazing friend of mine. She is a woman that goes by many names. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Clear People are H. like, which name are you? Clear, Clear H. Clear H. That's Rachel my Rock solo Savage. music name. And Rachel Rock Savage, I'm kind of known as, yeah. And then what's the TikTok? And then my sort of going viral tarot whole thing would be Earth Mother Goddess Tarot. The longest name of all time. And some reason that's the one that caught on. I mean, it has to. Yeah, right. Just so I have to always type it. But yeah, you're here today. Thank you so much for I'm being here. I'm here for so many awesome reasons. So we were talking a little bit with Rachel before we started the podcast. We haven't talked very much about sex on the podcast, but talking about sex is something that's like personally really important to me and I want this to be like a sex positive yeah. space. Um, and Rachel, you had some experiences or stories to that, share. Yeah. yeah. When I was 
younger and in serious relationships, I was not experiencing as much pleasure as my partners. And it's something that took me years to like find that voice and speak up and say. And it's literally like, it sounds so funny that one of my missions in life is like for women to orgasm, but it's a serious thing. Hell yeah. (laughs) Because you deserve to. Mm -hmm. Women, we deserve to just as much as men. Mm -hmm. And there really shouldn't be an unequal ratio. And one way that I realized how bad it really was is with one boyfriend, I remember like he would every time and I wouldn't. And then this one time I did twice and he didn't at all. And he just acted like for like two days that I was this horrible, awful woman. And I was like, wow, things have to change in this world. Because that's not fair. That's yeah. not that's not right. But learning to have those conversations is tough. So it's like, okay, let's talk about talking about sex. Mm-hmm. Because how do you start those conversations, mm-hmm. you know? Like that's the tough part. How do you broach that? Say you're getting to know someone in that way and things have been going well. You like each other. starting to get heated. It's like, okay, so you talk about condoms. You talk about birth control. Or you should. Yeah, <laughs> not ideally. To be, <laughs> not to be, once again, the mother figure here, but I mean, please do. Yeah. <laughs> please talk about condoms. Absolutely. And for those of you who feel funny feeling like you should ask someone for a test, please don't feel funny asking someone for a test and to actually see it if they want to show that to you. Mm-hmm. Um, for you to feel safe and comfortable. Also, always get regularly tested if ever you're unsure. Um. So that's a random thing I always especially tell younger people because it can um, cause some stress in your life. However, there's no stigma against if something happens to you and you get something, it can be treatable and or you can literally find groups of people that have what you have. So also it's not a big deal. That's a random side note. But so back to talking about speaking up for your needs, advocating for what you want. The hard part is that everyone likes different stuff, right? So it's like, when is it okay to talk about kinks and whatnot? Like, are you guys into kinky things? Yes. Yes. Okay. We love talking about kinks. Okay. We have it on I this podcast, so. I was but like, yeah, I was wondering. I'm ready for it. So the hard part is that when you don't know someone super well, but you're super into them, it's always that like, like tiptoeing around like, and then the, what happens is if you wait two years in and then mm-hmm. deep down you're mad about what they said when they met your mom, you're mad about they didn't unload the dishwasher, all these things like pile up and then it's like, you never go down <laughs> on me, Richard, you know? And like, yeah. <laughs> so let's keep it from getting to that point is yeah. kind of my whole thing is that I'll advise a lot of people because I take a lot of tarot clients all over the world mm-hmm. and one thing we talk about is sex and like when they're not happy and like how to have those conversations interestingly sex comes up quite a bit in tarot sex love relationship it's usually is he cheating but you know there are other subjects but anyway so if you want to bring it up it's like if you have to, do the whole silly voice thing, you know? <laughs> I mean, if that's how you can lean into yeah. it, you know, by just making it clear to your partner that it's not a big deal as in, like, the earth is not crashing down upon us yeah. if you don't go down on me tonight. Because yeah. consent matters mm-hmm. and you want them to feel comfortable. And you also don't want them to feel like this 
pressure that's like, oh, they're waiting for me to do it, you know, or like, you must do it until your tongue falls off so they don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't want any of that, right? So yeah. it's more like, let's gently lean into it with like, you know, I kind of like if like you did a little bit of this and just kind of starting into those conversations letting that become more comfortable, letting it become more normal Mm -hmm. and not having it be as much of like a taboo buttoned up kind of like, Oh, (laughs) I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. So your best tip for that would be having different voices. Yes. And you don't have to be as animated and ridiculous as me. No, it's great. It's, I would say timing also. Mm -hmm. If they just came home from work and they're really tired and just did like nine hours and someone yelled at them all day. Maybe not the best time to be like, you never do this. But also we want to avoid sounding blamey as yeah. well, you know, more like, how do you feel about this? And this is kind of what I'm into. And like slowly leaning into those conversations. I also feel like those conversations like can be very sensual. And 100%. I think people don't realize that until they start having them and then they're like oh wow like it really kind of turns me on that we just talked about this and now we like know these things about each other it can become this whole private world because speaking of kinks I was gonna throw myself under the bus so I was a part of a BDSM relationship at some point Mm -hmm. and very into the role playing and everyone's been like oh my god you guys do so much wild crazy stuff you know what the best part was the fantasy land that we lived in in our phones to each other Mm -hmm. that talking about things being dirty and silly and and ridiculous all the time and having that private thing between us weirdly really strengthened the bond yeah actually so something to think about you know Mm -hmm. if you're shy about it obviously you know you can slowly lean in but it becomes more comfortable it becomes more normal learning what each other likes and then like you said it can turn into like a totally hot thing sometimes when you're first starting to talk about it, slip in a compliment. Like, oh, I really yes, like when you, you do, I really like when you yes. blah, blah, blah. Like, what if we, like, tried this together? I love that. Because I think also it's about not making it seem like it's about that other person as a human being and that they're like failing in some way because right. they just don't have the information yet. Thank you for saying that because yeah. that's exactly what I mean is you don't want to come at them like they're like you said failing at something. Mm-hmm. It's more like giving them that information. It's mm-hmm. what you just you put it perfectly. That's the part that I was having trouble communicating. So thank mm-hmm. you for saying that mm-hmm. because you don't want them to feel that there's a void that needs to be filled. Yeah. It's more like there's so much more out there we can do. Yes. It's not you are inadequate. It's we have infinite possibilities. Yes. And also I think like I think like a lot of our kinks, you know, carry with us through different relationships. But maybe like something about your connection with that person Can be is bringing specific. something else out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's for, true. For me, I think generally, in my normal life, I'm a very in control person, and I feel like I'm kind of dominant. Do you think that's true? <laughs> I would say that. Like I have, like yeah. I don't know. I me too. I, I take charge. I know what you mean. So sexually, I don't want to. <laughs> you do want to just yeah. Like I just Be want a, a break. Yeah. I feel that so hard. That's actually like a very high up on the list of statistics of like why people actually prefer to be in that more role, mm-hmm. the sub role, the non dominant role, mm-hmm. is that because they are so active with so many things in their life that mm-hmm. they just want that like release. And it's so funny because we were in the gym the other day 
and you know working out and i'm doing romanian deadlifts i think uh-huh. and you're like oh, you're like andre dope. head down <laughs> and i'm like oh my god okay you're dominant but that's not me sexually <laughs> yeah no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's just me in my everyday life that's great but though. i think i'm a bratty sub oh yeah <laughs> i like that i'm definitely a bratty sub are you the, oh the worst okay yeah game recognizes game <laughs> yeah so even in a sub role in a weird way there's almost a dominance of wanting to win yeah over the dom (laughs) which is like you know struggle till you explode baby (laughs) so sex okay i guess um obviously consent testing all that stuff that's all important speaking up for your needs. But also, I feel like when it comes to sex with a partner, even if you love them so much and there's so much chemistry, there can sometimes be this like race to get to the finish line Mm -hmm. situation and it makes people feel anxious or like they've got to like work so hard to get the thing to happen that you want to happen that you're waiting to happen, but not too soon, but at the right time. And I think that people should more focus on the experience between people. Mm. I go more towards tantric sex a little bit bit more these days just because I really like experiencing the energy of the other person and sort of having this like universe swirl around you and just really be Mm -hmm. in it people are like oh my god tantric sex sounds so crazy you know what is a really simple way to kind of start into that whole vibe is to do the whole thing where you sit where you wrap the legs around each other Mm -hmm. like sitting close and just like letting the bodies kind of be conjoined in a sense Things like that, that bonding that's like sexual, spiritual, physical, emotional, all these things like wrapped in one, that's kind of a really rough version definition of Tantra to me. Mm-hmm. They did do that on Too Hot to Handle as one of their like, you know, like like workshops. <laughs> you know what's funny? When the people come on that show that are like the guru people, like everyone's always like, oh my God, Rachel gonna be you that's your calling right there and I'm like, <laughs> maybe. because i mean tarot is one aspect but as you may have already experienced like how you feel just interacting with me with that yeah. it's not just the cards i think that generally maybe men talk about sex in this way less than women do interesting i don't I know if that's right. true but i think like it seems like it's i just different. feel like even right now like andre i'm not putting you on the spot or anything tell me if i'm wrong and this is okay but i just feel like right now we feel more comfortable yeah it's so funny because it's like oh where's my place to like say Aww. what it is because i respect you too i was about mm-hmm. to say that's one thing that i know really well with andre so it's very much like respecting women and yeah and and all the stuff which i very much appreciate and yeah. love people like that in my life but yeah I think um you know don't be afraid to interject your thoughts and whatnot you're both wrong respectfully no I'm joking I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> go get me a beer woman well do you think that men talk about this less with each other like would you talk like Rachel and I just talk to each other I think it depends on the level of communication of the person you're speaking to I guess we're talking about guys so like a lot of guys are in different levels of communication stages depending upon like their place in life. Yes, we could talk like you and Rachel, but it doesn't happen often. 
there are a lot of wonderful men out there for sure. There's wonderful of everybody, gender, anywhere in between. And unfortunately, we do have a lot of work still to do, but I'm big on, I believe in that people can change. I believe in reform and I believe that if you educate people that they can work on certain things. I'm actually that rare person that has approached multiple people that have been um, inappropriate towards me like in a sexual fashion and actually told them how they made me feel as awful as that was to have to do that. Mm -hmm. I did it not just like, oh, I don't want them to do it to someone else. I actually felt like maybe let's do this differently, not make a big thing and put it over social media, this person, make a big deal. Instead, reach out to the individual and be like, Mm -hmm. hey, the way that you interacted with me that night made me feel uncomfortable. I just want you to know because maybe it's something you can learn how to do that differently. Or when we come back to like conversations, like certain men saying certain things to me and then me going to them later and being like, just to be completely honest with you, that made me feel really weird mm-hmm. that you said that. And I don't want you to feel like shit, so I'm not going to say it in front of anyone else. But this is for you to know. Mm-hmm. Maybe work on how that would make a person feel. I think it's not fair for us to just be like, men suck. Let's just throw them away. But yet we're like dying to like date them and marry them and be with them and have babies with them yeah. and live with them and have them pay our bills or things like that that not everyone wants that, but a lot of people do. Yeah. And we're always like, oh my God, this cute boy and this cute boy so how can they be this cute boy but also this piece of shit like there has to be some middle ground yeah where we're not just like assuming that all of them are just pieces of shit yeah that's not fair yeah it's a work in progress obviously but a lot of things that are taught to them from when they're a kid so they have to unlearn like we all have to unlearn like toxic behaviors and heal from childhood traumas Mm -hmm. it's part of that work so Andre we don't know what makes you so special and different that you got through that a little quicker in life than some men but I know a lot of men that are nicer humans later on in life than maybe they were younger yeah so that gives me hope I feel like I'm really needing to hear what you're saying right now Rachel because (laughs) I think that I've been feeling impatient Interesting. with men because I think I've been dating for a while now and I just don't feel like I've found my emotional equal. That's fair. And I feel a little exhausted because I, I feel like I'm always helping them connect the dots of their emotions. And yeah. I understand that a lot of them are like truly trying. Like they're in therapy. They're trying to unlearn all this conditioning. And I really respect that. But also I'm tired. When you have to do too much emotional labor in a situation, it can be incredibly exhausting. Mm-hmm. I would say this because a lot of who I work with, my clients, are – it is relationships that we talk about. Um, I tell people that if it's ever going to be unequal, I can always see it in the cards and I can usually feel it in the energy. If it's completely draining you and exhausting you, if it's a job, if it's a relationship, if it's a friendship, if it's a family member – I am not a part of that camp that's like, yeah, throw away that toxic bitch. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. I think that that means energetically pull away to take care of yourself and Mm -hmm. take care of your reserves that you have and your happiness, your, your job, your focuses, your passions, and allow that person to feel the absence of your energy, Mm -hmm. not even in a harsh way, Mm -hmm. but more of in a little gently of a wake up call way of like, hmm, I wonder why people don't want to 
hang out with me are. Mm-hmm. I wonder why people are kind of being like, mm, no thanks. Mm-hmm. And if enough people pull away, unfortunately, as rude as it sounds to be like, yeah, keep everyone just like pull away from that person. Sometimes it takes that for that person to yeah. sense that deficit. And it can cause a person to go through something we call a dark night of the soul, which can sort of force them to face their demons and wake up and then they can heal traumas and things. So if you're dealing with people who are at the beginning of that journey and you're not, I saw a study statistic thing that came out um, recently and it's... I don't want to upset you because I know no. I've been giving you hope. You're good. But there is a new whole thing that was coming out where they're talking about there's kind of a lot of women that are actually choosing friendship and being single and divorcing and staying alone or living with friends or just having a pet or being a single mom by choice or mm-hmm. something because of the fact that this is becoming obvious as fuck Mm -hmm. that that deficit exists Mm -hmm. when if you're constantly doing that extra labor the best study from years ago was the one where they found out that men and women on average it's like men do 50 to 70 hours of paid and unpaid work and women do like 90 Mm -hmm. because that's going to work it's taking care of the kids cleaning the house now is that changing shifting over time absolutely especially the younger generations Mm -hmm. which i freaking love i hate when people are like oh my god those you know, Gen Z's. No, they're great. Yeah. Their evolution. They are a product of what came before them. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's change and change is good and it can be uncomfortable. It can be different, but you, things have to eventually change. It has to be different for growth to happen, for yeah. progression to happen. And they're realizing that like, we kind of, millennials realized a man might not necessarily pay your bills if you're a woman. So you do have to go to work too. So if you're not giving me more than sex and not answering my calls and an emotional like headache, Mm -hmm. I'd rather be on my couch with my Netflix (laughs) and my ice cream and my cat or my best friend or some wine and have some fucking peace in my life. And that it's like a growing thing. Whereas there's men who feel okay, women are just like doing away with men and they all hate men. But there's actually, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but it's a thing that's been going viral saying that there, people are like gathering proof that most cis men actually hate women. Yes, I talk about this oh, all the time. I knew we were besties. I know, literally, I'm <laughs> getting so excited forever right now. now. Oh I talk God. about this with my roommate all the time. It's real shit. They literally hate I mean, how? listeners like Google it, like yeah. seriously, like how many cis men <laughs> are friends with women they're not attracted to. Mm-hmm. And I think that says a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, Andre, I know you're an outlier. Andre yeah. is different in the absolute best way. Yeah. I have like a single mom. You know, and um, growing up, so it was always a lot of female energy in the house. Yeah. So I, she must be stellar because you're fucking stellar. She is She's wonderful. Awesome. That's amazing. I'm a, I'm a mommy's girl, so I love moms. Tell your mom you love her. I do feel like that probably did impact you though, Andre. Like being raised around that, like you learned things differently than you may have learned otherwise. Yeah. You have less to unlearn probably because of that. Also, do you think your mom was like a little bit less like toxic than some people's moms? There's a lot of people with a lot of mommy issues. Yeah, I think my mom's like a really wonderful human being. Like more healthy minded. Yeah, and she never had anything that was like 
I would say morally wrong. She was like morally, if you're like, you know, there's that system. She's like 10 out of 10, like holy. Um, so see, it shows. That's the thing. Mm. Like, because it's like, it's not against other people's like parental figures. Cause you got to learn somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, it has to change at some point in the line. Right. So a lot of us in the millennial generation, it has to do, I don't know if you guys are into astrology, but it has to do with a lot of people having Pluto and Scorpio. Mm. It's a big transformation era. So a lot of millennials are a part of that. And it's us recognizing what the fuck has been wrong mm-hmm. for so long. And so it feels like we're being looked at like this generation that just kind of broke away from how things had been but it really had been happening slowly over time but it's almost like it feels like there was a whole group of people that were getting married at 18 and 19 and having 15 year old brides when they were 25 and that was normal like my grandparents that were together 60 years she was 15 he was like almost 30 and that's like a happy normal marriage back then nowadays that's illegal Mm -hmm. but it's now this transition has been now women are waiting 30s 35 like to get married to have babies but they've been doing it in europe like that for years i also think something that you said earlier is resonating for me when you were saying um oh yeah when you said what will be will be yeah i think that there's like a power in that and that it's okay to let someone go on their own journey and accept that if it's meant to be, they'll come back to you. 100%. With a version of themselves that is compatible with you. And if they don't come back, Mm -hmm. then they weren't meant to. Mm -hmm. That's when it, like, with the 9-9 with your spread, that's the whole thing. It's releasing things. It's like the whole thing. If it's meant for you, it'll come back. And then sometimes Mm -hmm. it won't. It's kind of like releasing our pain. We all hold on to our pain because once it's gone, I can no longer hold on to that crutch. Mm -hmm. I have to now be this healed version and do the right things and mm-hmm. say the right things but it's not really like that nothing yeah. happens like instantaneously yeah. and there's so much power in that release like I'm thinking about I was in like a toxic situationship thing and it was over but it was still energetically taking up so much of me that I didn't I did not realize like my therapist was like this is taking up a lot of energy for you I was like I don't I don't think it is. But then I like cut him off. I was like, I'm not going to speak to him at all anymore. He's not going to be in my life at all. Immediately, so many doors started opening for me. Like, it's very real. It's real shit. It's very real. Because I was the one guilty of like staying friends with every single ex. And like, I understand. I understand. And my favorite TikTok recently where the lady's like, don't be so understanding that you don't see the disrespect. Mm -hmm. And I was like, like, that hit me so hard because I'm like, so like loving and caring and nurturing and like I accept everybody. Mm -hmm. But like there are times that it's like you can be like, okay, I I see where you're coming from, but I respectfully have to remove myself from this or remove your contact from my phone. (laughs) You know, because you always think, well, what if they need me? But like they do have everyone else in their life. There's very rarely going to be like the – you know, they're at the very edge of the cliff situation yeah. where they just need you. And if they do, they can find you. Exactly. We all know our exes have burner accounts. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Okay, I'm in the room with two musicians right now. So I don't want to miss out on an opportunity 
to plug all the other cool music stuff. So yes. yeah, tell us about you're going on tour in oh Europe. Oh my god, yeah, I could go on for about spiritual stuff forever, and like I forget to mention the music. So yeah, um, I'm a lead singer of a band, and then also I do solo music. Um, the band is Empiratrix, E M P E R A T R I X. You can find us on Spotify um, and other places. But then my solo music, Clear H, Clear dot H, which everyone is always like, "What does it mean?" It's just Rachel rearranged. I I write about everything, and I feel everything when I perform mm-hmm. um one of my big heroes is Janis Joplin um the best way I feel like people use to describe my music like some people say oh you sound a little bit like Feist a little bit like Alanis Morissette but it always changes what people say it kind of depends on the vibe of the song I've written like hundreds and hundreds of songs um but I do what I feel and I do it from the soul and do it from the heart as I'm sure you can imagine just like with the tarot reading mm-hmm. and stuff and just how I interact it's like about kind of the bonding with people mm-hmm. I feel like it's a source of like healing and release so some of my songs can feel at times like when you're listening to someone like Janice where you can sense the pain and I feel like I was given that gift but shockingly I have created an EP that is actually really sunny I went through a spiritual awakening and I went through this whole like dark night of soul and then I came out a different person and all this stuff and I randomly ended up in Maui, and it's a whole crazy story. But so I have this island EP that is coming out. And so it's there's four songs, and it's all kind of island vibes, peaceful, happy, sweet, lovely kind of stuff that people don't necessarily expect from me, but it's a happy new place that I'm going with my life. So if you want to hear a taste of my sound as a solo artist, you can find me on Spotify. My song people know me as is PTSD. Um, which actually stands for post-traumatic SAM disorder. Um, I have the real PTSD, but I also had that version. But if you're out there and you're listening, Sam, I know she will listen, by the way. Thank you for inspiring the best song ever because um, it's the one I'm kind of known for. Uh-huh. But um, I have I've had one girlfriend, but the rest have been boyfriends. But the one girlfriend was very memorable, very memorable song. But um, that one's more rock, um, and the newer ones are more calm. But I have a single coming out, upcoming, so I'll be um, telling everyone about that. And then um, I'm going on tour, (laughs) so I'll be going to Europe this summer and playing some different cool places and stuff like that. That's awesome. To change Hot and Horrible a little bit, how we end, is it possible to play a little bit of your song? Yes. Rachel, I'm we have to have you back on the I'm podcast. I'm so obsessed with you Because I feel like honestly. we have so much more like, You're ground to cover. freaking adorable. <laughs> you can catch you at Clear H, 
Yeah. And Puritrex. Go to my in- Instagram. If you, okay, Rachel Rock Savage is the hub. Find the Rachel Rock Savage, the only Rachel Rock Savage on Instagram, and you'll find links to everything or everything that's going on. And or if you happen to mosey over to TikTok and you want some more spiritual goodness, I'm always sharing content and booking with people. So Earth Mother Goddess Tarot. Or you can email me, earthmothergoddesstarot at gmail, if you want a reading. I'm on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) And iTunes. I actually make more money from iTunes than I do from Spotify. No way. Yeah, definitely. So, Emily, where can we find you? At Sherwood Emily. We can find me at Andre Country and Andre Country Life. The last thing we have to do, what's your message to the world? Oh, my God. I was going to prepare this because I was so excited about this part, and I didn't. So we're just going to go with it. So... What my heart wants to say is whatever people expect of you, obliterate that. What do you want to be? Who do you see yourself as? Especially right now, the astrology is amazing for you to be just delusional as fuck. What is your dream life? See it, breathe it, eat it, have those fake conversations in the mirror that you are that CEO, that you are that signed artist. Believe it, eat it, drink it, sleep it. You are it. That's it. Whatever anyone else has to say, like, doesn't matter. I love that. Thank you so much, Rachel. We're going to have her back on. For part two, (laughs) for sure. We have to because I was talking so much. I'm sorry, you guys. But thank you for having me. Like, this was so fun. Thank you. All right, friends and lovers, until next time. 